own by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. We are live on the radio and also social media. If you want to go to our Facebook page for uh, GRN DFW, uh, you can see behind the scenes uh, what it all looks like. Uh, see Cecil Anderson live and in person running the board and producing and uh, doing pretty much everything because we are in our new studio. I think this is the fourth week, starting the fourth week. Is that right, Cecil, in this new place or third? I think. Uh, That's a fantastic question. Yeah. I'm actually not sure. I feel like we've been here for a, long, a while, but yeah. also at the same time, everything still feels Well, the very first week new. was just moving in and yes. getting settled, and we didn't do any interviews, no, nothing. So I think this is week number four. You know, time flies, and it is an important week also because uh, this is the week of our spring share and we have a lot of volunteers coming out here for the first time. We invite you if you want to get a tour and see the new place. We're kind of in a temporary suite right now, 925 here in Las Colinas at the uh, Crestview Towers. And we're going to be moving across the hall into, get this, suite 910. Uh-huh. Uh, here in about uh, four months or so. So yeah, still a little bit of disarray, but uh, we are settled in here. Uh, so we want to talk about the Spring Share-a-thon, and also I have some movie tickets to give away to you just as a thank you for listening, and maybe you're planning on donating this week to the Spring Share-a-thon. But before we get to all that, uh, I, di- I didn't plan this, but it is a pretty cool connection. You know, we're going to be celebrating Mother Angelica this week for the Spring Share-a-thon because this would have been her 100th birthday uh, this year, uh, April 20th, I think it is, uh, would have been her 100th birthday. And so we're celebrating 100 years of Mother Angelica. Had she been alive, that would have been her birthday. And I had these two different interview uh, that you know guests that I was negotiating with, and they both just happened to be about the topic of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And so I said, let's just kind of have a Fulton Sheen hour, two different segments, and But there's a connection, because Fulton Sheen, of course, the great, great uh, communicator on television and radio, starting really, I think, in like the 1920s and 30s and 40s and 50s. He died in the, the late 70s. And, uh, of course, Mother Angelica really took on that mantle in the uh, the 80s with EWTN. And so there's a great connection between Fulton Sheen and Mother Angelica. It wasn't intended, but uh, my first guest here in a few minutes is Don Shotland. And he's in studio, so you can see him if you go to our uh, social media. And he's going to be talking about... A little mini documentary. It's about 25 minutes long, and uh, it's produced by uh, Real Zeal, and the Forth Diocese is going to be premiering this uh, little mini documentary at an event on the evening of April 17th, Monday evening. Uh, Bishop uh, Michael Olson is going to be there, and also the president of Rome Reports. And the the, uh, documentary is about Fulton Sheen. I watched it this morning. It's really interesting. Of course, it's quite short, 
But, uh, you know, Fulton Sheen has not yet officially been beatified. Uh, the process is underway. They delayed it a couple years ago. And so let's talk about Fulton Sheen, who he was, this documentary, what Rome Reports is, and Real Zeal, and uh, this event on April 17th. The second half of the program, we're going to be joined on the phone with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Peter Howard, and he is with the Fulton Sheen Institute, and he is actually trying to get signatures, uh, hundreds of thousands of people, eventually a million people, to get the ball rolling with the uh, official beatification and then eventually the canonization of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And so Dr. Peter Howard is, a, is needless to say, a great devotee of Archbishop Fulton Sheen, and so we're going to basically be talking about Fulton Sheen the entire hour, uh, starting in about uh, 10 after with Don Shotland here in studio. So that's the show, but let's, uh, first of all, talk about what starts tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, the uh, Spring share here across the Guadalupe Radio Network. And so, so this is something that we, of course, prepare for for weeks and weeks yes, and yes, months. Uh, and it all starts tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. I know. It's very exciting. It's the first one of 2023. So there's something always very exciting about that, especially mm-hmm. since we've just finished the car raffle and we've been out and about in the community a lot. So it's yeah. always nice because sometimes you see some of those familiar names pop up and some new names. So, yes, please uh, call in this week. It's a really awesome theme. And there's some really great incentives this time, I will say. Yeah, we'll I mean, we think, we're doing things we've never done before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- everybody who donates at any level, if you donate a, th- a dollar or, you know, $20,000, you're going to, first of all, get this compilation CD that I did uh, with five of the people that knew Mother Angelica best, including Doug Keck and Michael Warsaw, Tom Price, uh, Father Mitch Pacwa, Jeanette Williams. They have all worked with her or, or did work with her for, for decades. And it's really interesting because they all took a different angle, yes. you know, and so that's going to be uh, given. Also, what else? If anybody donates at any level, what else do they get a chance to win? They're all going to get a chance. They're going to be entered into a drawing for a pilgrimage to EWTN in Alabama to be able to see where it all started, to get a tour. You get to go probably go to the mass that is televised. So many cool things included in that. So every single person, no matter what the donation is, is going to get a chance for that, which is super cool. That's in addition to all the other great giving mm-hmm. levels that we already have there's chances to win ipads and there's chances to win pilgrimages that are around the world all sorts of cool things so. yeah the select international tours uh, pilgrimage anybody that donates at the archangel level fifteen hundred dollars one time or 125 a month so that will still be there but then we will have an addition to that the pilgrimage out to ewtn and uh, i've been there a number of times it's have you been to ewtn i've been there once yes oh I you've been there once last okay year, yes okay great awesome. great all right, so that all starts tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. We are a little bit competitive with the other markets. <laughs> yeah, Sissel is. I, I'm not, oh, it's, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, so for Sissel's sake, she wants to get somebody from North Texas to call in first, okay? So what you got to do is at about 6.50 tomorrow morning, okay? You can't call right at 7 because somebody's probably going to already be on the line. So at about, you know, let's just say 5 till, maybe 6.50, 6.55. Tomorrow morning, call 800-476-3311. And just get on the line, okay? They'll be kind of training the volunteers and just say, hey, I want to be the first caller. I, you know, I heard Dave and Sissel's show yesterday and just donate at any level. We just really would like somebody from North Texas to get things we kicked off. we were the off. first one last time. I think our friend Gerilyn was the first person Yeah, last I think you're right. Was, so. that, was that Christmas show? Yes, that was. All I right. So, so we got a streak going, yes, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's t- tomorrow through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., celebrating Mother Angelica, what would have been her 100th birthday, uh, spring share And so please be very 
very generous. If you love the station, you want to keep it on the air, just do what you can, 30 a month or 50 a month, uh, $1,500 one time. Uh, you know, you can donate big, go big, $5,000, you know, whatever you feel like your budget allows. All right, the last thing I want to mention to you before we get to our first guest is that uh, Carmel Communications that we have had a, a great relationship uh, with for many years, uh, Lewis from Carmel emailed me uh, a week or two ago, and he said that he had some uh, movie tickets that he wanted us to give away uh, to promote a movie that is coming out. It's like a, a one-day showing. Mm-hmm. Was it March 25th? Or March, March 28th. Or March 28th, yes. right, okay. And what day of the week is that? Uh, I think it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Let me okay. double-check. Okay. Okay. So okay, Tuesday, March 28th. A one evening showing of a movie called Santiago, the Camino Within. Uh, and it's about the pilgrimage route uh, dating back to medieval times. Of course, the Camino, as many people call it. Legend recalls that the remains of the Christian apostle St. James the Great were mysteriously discovered at the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela in Spain after having thought to be lost. For centuries, pilgrims have traveled to the route. Uh, known as the Way of St. James for spiritual reasons. Okay, this film, The Camino Within, follows pilgrims along this way, sharing their stories and profound experiences about how the Camino changes them in different ways. Viewers will be inspired to experience this pilgrimage as their own interior journey of discovery. Okay, so cool. we we have uh, two theaters. I think they're AMC theaters. One's in Grapevine and one is they're actually in Cinemark, I believe. Um, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure they're Cinemark uh, theaters. Cinemark theaters. Oh, Cinemark theaters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I only say that because it's yeah, pertinent right. to how they sign up for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cinemark theaters, uh, and we have two tickets total for the Grapevine, and we have I think seven tickets for the Plano. Uh, Cinemark Theater, okay? Uh, I have the address somewhere, but it's a Cinemark in Plano. So if you want either one or two tickets, uh, email me right now, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. And again, I can only give two away for Grapevine Cinemark uh, on uh, Tuesday, March 28th. And it's probably like seven o'clock showing. And then I've got seven tickets for the Plano one. Uh, and this is all about the Camino within. And so you almost, you you, you had the, the, uh, the bad fortune of I planning did. what, was it 2020? Yes, I had bought a plane ticket to go to France to do the French way of the Camino. And it was going to be uh, May 2020 after I graduated college. <laughs> what was, got in your way? You know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I was like, nothing's going to stop me now. But it's okay. <laughs> I've done two local Camino de Saint-Philippe walking to my church. So I've done that. It's basically the same, right? <laughs> My parish actually has a the Way of St. James, uh, the Crucero, that marks the way. Okay. Along, it's a cross with St. James by it. So. All right. Very good. So if you want to go to that movie on uh, Tuesday, March 28th, just email me right away, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, and uh, I will set you up with some tickets. All you got to do is go on the Cinemark website and... Uh, and, and just, you know, plug in a little code and, and, and you'll get your tickets uh, uh, through the email, okay? And you can go on, on, on Tuesday the 28th. All right, let's move on to our first guest. We're talking about Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He passed away in 1979 after decades and decades of just really being one of the greatest evangelists, uh, certainly that this country has ever seen. Uh, just an amazing communicator, and he also took advantage of every media source. As soon as radio came about, I mean, he was on the radio. When TV came in the 1950s, he was on TV. 
And uh, I don't know if he ever was able to get on Internet. I don't know that it was around at the time that he was alive. Uh, but uh, there's a documentary that is being produced by uh, Real Zeal uh, ITV and in studio with me, Don Shotlin, uh, co-founder of Real Zeal, based out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, he is here uh, with me. So, Don, welcome. Thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure, and, you know, you're always open to good news-worthy uh, items, so I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, so first of all, tell me about uh, Real Zeal TV, co-founder of this. How long has it been around, and uh, what exactly is the mission? Well, we've actually had the platform for about 10 years, but it took uh, quite a few years to get the support to get it up and running. And right now, if you went to Real Zeal and it's a play on words, R-E-E-L-Z-E-A-L dot org. You can, you can pull that platform up, and you'll see a lot of really nice video currently uh, positioned there. And as, as an example, uh, Bishop Michael Olson does a really neat job over there. He's got some uh, people videoing him, and he'll go to one of his parishes, get in front of a statue, and tell you a whole story based around that statue that's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, is your background in media, you say this has been around for about 10 years, uh, where, where, what have you done professionally throughout your life? Well, most of my background is actually in marketing. Okay. So uh, I had some friends, one in particular that I've known since grade school over at St. Pius on the east side of Dallas, was uh, a guy named John Alves. He's also the other part of that partnership, that co-founder mm -hmm. partnership. And John has been in advancement for 35 years, uh, came out of Notre Dame and just wanted to give back one of those kind of guys. And so without a marketing background and with him sharing ideas to me, I started to be, you know, to develop certain things in media for him mm -hmm. that I had been introduced to. So your relationship with the Foros Diocese uh, obviously is very strong, and you've got this event coming up on Monday, April 17th. Are you working with other dioceses here in America and in the, across the world, or, or how, uh, who, who are you also collaborating with? Well, at this time, no other diocese, but here shortly, probably this week, uh, the guys over the leadership team over at Bishop Lynch High School uh, are going to invite every parish priest in the Dallas Diocese plus, you know, Bishop Burns and Bishop Kelly to come over for a much more scaled down premiere over at Bishop Lynch, which is a beautiful setting if mm -hmm. you haven't been there in a while. It's one awesome place. Are there, there auditorium over there, well, uh, over at Bishop Lynch? In this case, we won't need that uh, big a venue, but it, they'll put it, position it where they do board of director meetings mm -hmm. in, that, in those type of venues. Are you going to be showing the same uh, documentary? Is yes. that what it is? Okay. Yes. So uh, I, you sent this to me via text uh, a couple of weeks ago. I only got to see it this morning for the first time all the way through. It's pretty brief. It's about 25 minutes, and uh, it's called Rome Reports, and something uh, like Follow That Bishop, uh, I think is the name, <laughs> uh, referring to Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So uh, tell me, who you know, who, uh, what is Rome Reports, and how does that associate with real zeal and why Fulton Sheen and, you know, just a little bit of the background of the, the making of this documentary. Okay. Uh, 
it's kind of a long story, so I'm going to give you the short version. But with regards to Rome reports, because none of this would would not have happened without them. And they are a news agency, you know, they're in Rome with a daily presence at the Vatican. And uh, when we started uh, putting uh, the rudimentary parts together with this platform, I called them directly, got with their marketing guy, just to make sure that we were on the right track, you know, seven, eight years ago, doing one-minute short videos up to three minutes. We felt like that was, at that time, where things were headed, and that was in a world of social media about as long as you could the get attention span. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly, right. and you know it well. So uh, with their – once we kind of shared a bunch of things, they made an offer to us to sort of collaborate with us, polish up my rough spot, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. We've done a number of uh, other documentaries with them. One that was really neat was on relics. And so with their presence at the Vatican, they can uh, get into some places, shall we say, that others can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the documentary is really interesting. It starts off, you know, talking about, you know, Archbishop Fulton Sheen becoming a bishop, I think, in 1952. Uh, 53, a lot was going on, TV, and the FBI was, you know, not so, apparently, and, and Edgar J. Hoover, the, the head of the FBI at the time, uh, not so happy that he, Fulton Sheen, was criticizing communism, criticizing the USSR, uh, you know, on, on a television show reaching 20 million Americans every week, uh, so extremely popular. I, I didn't quite understand why the FBI, and of course the, the documentary covers a whole lot more than just this whole uh, aspect of the FBI, but it seems to be something that kind of runs through uh, through it. But what was going on and why was this particular uh, issue important to put into the documentary? Well, I, I've, I feel like, uh, and this is after many conversations with the guys at Rome Reports, they wanted to come at a uh, different angle than some of the other documentaries mm-hmm. that had been produced, uh, you know, prior to the road to canonization being shut down a couple of years ago. And it was just timely that it had to do with the FBI and some of the things that we're learning about how they operate. And um, so they just took that approach. It was, you know, I think – uh, timely for us here in America, but this this documentary will be seen by about thirty million people worldwide mm. once they per, once they go out into the marketplace. I mean, they have a very strong presence in Vietnam, the Philippines. 30 or 40 countries, yeah. actually. And obviously, you'll be translating the the, Eng- the English into... I believe list- that they're going to go with five languages to start, like French and Italian, etc., but... Uh, uh, sometimes on some of their documentaries, they can get it into 10 different ones before they start using subtitles. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this may be something, uh, and if, sister, you don't mind, if anybody has a, a question, they want to cook, we can take calls, right? Okay, this is a new studio, we're kind of getting things going, but <laughs> yes, if anybody absolutely. has a, a question, we don't often take, uh, you know, calls during this show, but I think since it is about a popular figure and, you know, we've got experts on with us this hour about Archbishop Fulton Sheen and his life, his legacy, uh, his stalled, somewhat stalled canonization 
Foundation. Dr. Peter Howard will be talking about this, especially the next segment. What exactly happened? What's the, the whole thing about the body between New York and Peoria and that, that whole controversy? Uh, a, lot, a, lot, you know, a lot more, perhaps, questions and answers, but uh, Dr. Peter Howard and, of course, Don Shotland here in studio with me know a lot about this. So if you want to call in and you want to ask a question of our experts or get, maybe just give a testimony about Archbishop Fulton Sheen and what he has meant to you uh, as an evangelist and, and a communicator, then by all means, feel free to call in 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. So uh, this is uh, something that is going to be shown worldwide. How how are you all marketing this? You're, you're the marketing guy. I know that you said that you did that professionally, but how do you market to the world? Well, Actually, that's all handled by Rome Reports, as you can okay. imagine. They, you know, they have an extensive network of distributors. Uh, all, you know, CBN as an example, but they also private label uh, uh, for you know they. You could kind of call them also like Reuters. Reuters will go get newsworthy items, and then they package it for somebody under their label. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rome Reports does that as well. And I just want to back up a step real quick to uh, say that one of the reasons we got heavily involved with uh, the Sheen Foundation is the connection between uh, John Alves, my partner, and Bishop Jinky, who did the heavy lifting on uh, bringing uh, Bishop Sheen back to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And as an example, uh, during that whole... uh, unfortunate uh, fight to get the body to uh, come to uh, Peoria, Uh, John was in some contact with Bishop Jinky because he had a relationship with him going all the way back to Notre Dame when he was the rector uh, where John lived. Mm -hmm. And so they had that long-term relationship, plus the fact that one of our supporters along the way was John's mother, Martha Alves, who, uh, whose husband actually interviewed, just like you would have back in the day, Bishop Sheen. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was you or John told me on the phone about that and how, uh, well, so John's father, as a reporter, interviewed uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, like I think it was in the, yeah, the, Notre Dame, Dame, in the 50s, as a matter right? Of fact. Yes, it was. Uh, and before he was as well known as he would have been in, and well, gosh, by the 50s, he, yeah, he was very well known, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but that made a huge impact on his father, didn't he? And oh. John said he was he constantly, <laughs> forevermore, was talking about Fulton Sheen around the house. Yeah, I guess he just thought he was in the presence of a saint. Yeah. Yeah, and we hope that'll be the case. Yeah, huh? we do. Uh, so, what's the what's the end game with this documentary? Because as I was watching it, and it, like I mentioned, it starts off with the the FBI. Kind of ends with an interesting little story about the FBI about Fulton Sheen was actually asked to come and speak to one of their at one of their um, uh, ceremonies. And but in the in the in the midst of that, you also hear about um, the miracles that have been declared. It sounds like he already has the miracles that are needed. There there have already been three Correct. investigated miracles. They they talked in, in particular about one uh, young boy who was born and dead for an hour and then comes back to life, and his mom is interviewed. Uh, so is is the is one of the purposes of this documentary is to kind of help push along that that process of canonization? Yes, and the roots of that really came from the announcement 
from the Rochester uh, diocese that they were going to have to put the whole process on hold just a week or so before, it, it, you know, they had a big thing going in Peoria. And um, what I want to say about that is is simply that uh, when when this process got stopped, I went to John and I said, hey, to jumpstart it at the appropriate time, we really need a brand new documentary, and he was all for it. Mm-hmm. We called Rome Reports. They were 100% for it, and that gave us sort of a political presence at the Vatican, so to speak, yeah. because there will be a premiere there, too, following the April 17th one, and also one to be determined that's the one I mentioned to you at Bishop Lynch. I don't want to leave them out because the leadership over there, Chris Rebuck, is about bringing new, fresh ideas to the table, and this is one. But going back to the documentary just for a minute, all uh, all of these documentaries that we've suggested to Rome Reports are vetted out by all of their marketing people. And you asked me a little bit earlier, how does this get out there? Well, it's it's their presence, not mm-hmm. ours. Yeah, one of the things, going back to Fulton Sheen as a, a person well, that, that comes across, and, you know, he lived in a, a time, you know, where there were, you know, maybe three or four or five TV stations, not like today where you got a choice of, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, where everything is so splintered. And he had a, an amazing following, four million radio listeners, uh, 20 million people watching his uh, life is is worth living he was beating uh, you know uh, i mean what was it uh, um frank sinatra had a show i think opposite him yeah. and he he was i mean th- maybe th- jack th- there's nothing yeah. like it today i mean e- even um bishop robert Barron, who is interviewed extensively in the documentary yeah he's really popular among you know the catholic crowd and people who have a you know who like and he's a very talented uh, communicator without a doubt but does the average person know who, who um, Bishop Robert Barron is? Probably not. Back then, in the 50s, probably the average person knew who Archbishop Fulton Sheen was. I don't even think the average person knows who Mother Angelica is. But that this is there was a unique time in history for him to kind of hit the scene, wasn't it? It, it was. And uh, the only thing that I would say, and I, I'm not the expert. I wish John was here because he is. But um, Bishop Sheen had a way of being able to speak to everybody, not just Catholics. And he's very well known for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just give you a small fact that I uh, saw the other day. Uh, if you were to put the dollars, because, he, you know, he took a lot of heat because it, he had made a pledge to, to give every dollar that that show earned, which was substantial, to the African missions. And in today's standards, it would have been $1 billion. Oh, my goodness. Because you can see how much pressure he had to kind of spread that around. But he stayed true to, you know, himself, and and, uh, all of that went to the missions. Mm -hmm. Another thing that comes out in the documentary is, um, I think it was Bishop Barron who said that his greatest legacy is going to be his uh, emphasis on the holy hour. Uh, and uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen is quoted in saying in the documentary that from the day of his his um, ordination to the priesthood to at least the time that he was being interviewed, he never missed a, a, a holy hour, a continuous hour in front of Jesus in adoration. 
I, I think his whole life. I mean, he they, that this was been. He said, this, and there was a great quote where he said something about, "This is where I get my power, my light, my joy for the for the priesthood is in this hour of adoration." And he was a really busy guy. Well, you know, and our vision is really to take this simple twenty five minute documentary, Dave, and put it in the hands of every parish priest. And and Bishop Sheen wrote a really neat book called those mysterious priests and and you know of course the priesthood has taken some hits here but uh here lately but without them we don't have the essential things that we need to uh survive i'm not telling you anything you don't Mm -hmm. know but uh that's this documentary could be their segue into going into exactly that point about adoration because that is a powerful scene just the, his facial expression, his voice, the tenor of it. I mean, when he gets to that point you just mentioned about adoration, it is powerful and moving. Yeah, another powerful part of the documentary. And it's amazing how much you pack into 25 minutes, because we're talking about all these different parts of the documentary. This is a really uh, quick documentary. And if you're just joining us, this is The Good News Show. Don Shotland is my guest. He is co-founder, along with John Alves, of Real Zeal. They are uh, online, I think you said, realzeal.com. Org is that right? Dot org. Okay. That's correct. And uh, they have collaborated with Rome Reports to, uh, on a documentary, a brief documentary about Archbishop Fulton Sheen, and uh, it's going to be shown on Monday evening, April seventeenth, at the Hartnett Arena at Nolan Catholic High School at seven p.m. And Bishop Olson is going to speak. Also, the president of Rome Reports is going to come out there, Antonio Olivier. And uh, there is talks of bringing it to Bishop Lynch. And, of course, as Don said, uh, every single priest uh, in the world, <laughs> we, 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 we want to see this. Uh, another thing that, that comes out in the documentary is his devotion to the Blessed Mother. And, in fact, his, uh, I guess, priestly motto is, Grant that I may come to you through your mother. He regularly traveled to Lourdes and other apparition sites, and so uh, very strong devotion to the Blessed Mother. He did, and and um, he also wrote uh, a number of books incorporating her uh, impact on him, and uh, we did a video, which you would see if you pulled up realzeal.org, that's a, just a beautiful remake. It sort of modernizes his famous prayer to Mary uh, about her son, and it, it's touching. It's mm-hmm. and it's about. I'm going to say that little video is about three minutes long. It's much like the ones that uh, Bishop Olson does, and he does a good job. All right. So realzeal.org is the website. The event Monday, April 17th, Hartnett Arena, Nolan Catholic High School, 7 p.m. Uh, no charge, right? Right. Anybody no can come and. Uh, Bishop Olson's going to speak, and the president of Rome Reports, Antonio Olivier. Anybody that comes, uh, the, 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 is it a fundraiser? Is uh, it, it's not really a fundraiser, but if somebody wa- wants to make a free will offering, they'll accept it, and it'll offset the next one. And that, and I'd like to segue just briefly into the next documentary. Okay, and it will really build on this uh, salient point about communism. One of the agents in this uh, documentary uh, uses the term sedition and and aiming it right at uh, Bishop Sheen. And when you when you see that you you in in today's time, in modern times, you'd say, well, gosh, sedition. Mm-hmm. Well, since we were still collaborating with them at the time, 
this was shortly after uh, World War II. Uh, I can see why the guy would use such a strong word, but uh, I don't know what you'd say today, mm-hmm. but you certainly wouldn't say it was seditious. Yeah, and Fulton Sheen, in his wisdom, saw something that, of course, still reverberates in the world today. There's still um, communist China and communist countries out there, North Korea, and and this push towards, I mean, we have openly socialist candidates running for president these days, which you probably wouldn't have seen 20 years ago. So it seems like his message, especially when it comes to communism, uh, from the 1950s is as relevant today, if not more so, than it was back then. Uh, I, there's no question about it. And there is my third favorite part uh, that comes pretty early on in the documentary is where Bishop Sheen powerfully uh, tells you about the Bill of Rights because he was all about democracy and free markets and land ownership, and on and on and on. But when he comes out and says... Uh, uh, quoting the Bill of Rights, and he gets to that part where he says, uh, and these rights were given to us by the Creator. Mm -hmm. That is a powerful statement, an indictment on some of these people that just don't really understand the church's stance on socialism and communism in particular. All right, so if anybody wants to go on Monday, April 17th, just show up at 7 o'clock. Uh, don't have to register, don't have to let you know they're coming or anything like that, right? No, the the, the facility holds quite a few people. And I, I'd just like to say one uh, thing about that facility, and Nolan in particular over there, because I did mention how nice Bishop Lynch is and how comfortable it makes you feel to go over there. Uh, the same thing is very true of Nolan. It has a beautiful campus, and that campus land was given to them by the Carters. And uh, Ruth Carter Stapleton, uh, uh, who was heiress to her father's estate, uh, she was converted by Bishop Sheen to oh, the Catholic right? faith. Oh, wow. And in fact, he spent quite a bit of time over in Fort Worth. And we could talk about that on another show mm-hmm. if you. If you, uh, yeah, there, there's so many, you know, even Martin Sheen, you know, this, uh, Martin Sheen's last name was, uh, Estevez, and then he yeah. changed his last name to, uh, because he was a devotee yeah, of, that, that's of Martin a, Sheen, right? Very got, interesting story. Yeah, then you got, of course, you got Charlie Sheen, his son, who is by default <laughs> named after Martin, uh, Fulton Sheen as well, uh, had such a, such a great impact on the culture. Uh, my guest is Don Shotland. We got to take a break, and then we are, you can, you can hang around till the top of the hour, right? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, Dr. Peter Howard is going to join us here in just a moment uh, via phone. He lives out in Colorado, and he is president of the Fulton Sheen Institute, and um, he also has studied in Rome, uh, Dr. Peter Howard has, and he is uh, trying to get signatures for a petition to get the ball rolling for the canonization of uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So we'll talk to him about the Fulton Sheen Institute and also his work in promoting this same cause, and of course, like-minded with Don Shotland. And so let's take a break. This is the Good News Show, and we'll be back to continue our conversation uh, about Archbishop Fulton Sheen right after this. Join the Catholic pro-life community and Bishop Edward Burns for the 30th Annual Bishop's Pro-Life Dinner, Saturday, March 25th at the Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel. This special evening, which celebrates 30 years of cherishing, includes a live auction, musical guest, Curtis Stephen, and featured keynote speaker, Coach Lou Holtz. 
all to raise critical funds to save babies, support families, provide education, and spread the gospel of life. For more information and to make reservations, visit prolifedallas.org slash dinner. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Mastertech Auto Repair and Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Mastertech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We're the hosts of The Spirit World every Saturday morning on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us as we help answer your questions on angels, demons, and how the physical and spiritual worlds interact. That's The Spirit World from the Station of the Cross studios every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Welcome back. This is the Good News Show here on uh, March 20th. The Sherathon begins tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Spring Sherathon with a theme of celebrating Mother Angelica on what would have been her 100th birthday next month on April 20th. Please uh, call in this week and donate and celebrate this great, uh, hope, what we hope will be a future saint, Mother Angelica. And uh, just also real quickly before we continue our conversation about Archbishop Fulton Sheen, I still have some Camino Within uh, movie tickets if you would like to see a a beautiful movie that uh, will be playing on Tuesday, March 28th in Plano. All the Grapevine tickets are gone, but I have some tickets to the Plano Cinemark Theater on Tuesday, the 28th of March. Uh, call, well, yeah, actually email. Don't call. Email me, uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com, and I will set you up with, uh, two tickets to, uh, go to see that movie about the, uh, the Camino Within. All right. Uh, Don Shotland continues to be in studio with, uh, Real Zeal TV. Uh, realzeal.org uh, is their website, and they're putting on the event on, uh, April 17th in, uh, Fort Worth at Nolan Catholic High School with the, uh, mini documentary about Fulton Sheen and also Bishop Olson will be speaking and the president of Rome reports. Uh, Antonio Olivier will be there as well. I have on the line with me from Colorado, uh, Dr. Peter Howard. He is president of the Fulton Sheen Institute. Uh, Their website is fultonsheen.institute. Dr. Peter Howard holds a doctorate in sacred theology from the Angelicum in Rome. His passion is Venerable Fulton J. Sheen, 
The Man in the Mission. Dr. Howard is a leading expert on the teaching of Venerable Fulton J. Sheen. He's the author of The Woman, Mary is Mediatrix, and the Teaching of Fulton J. Sheen, uh, which is an authoritative book on Sheen's Mariology, and he also has traveled internationally. He and his wife, uh, Chantel, are the parents of six children. They also are the founders of Heroic Families. Dr. Peter Howard, thank you so much for being on the program today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Dave. It's great to be on your show. Yeah, and I don't know if you know Don Shotland. He is staying in studio uh, with us from, uh, I think you may have heard the uh, the interview in the first half of the program, perhaps some of it, but uh, also a great devotee of uh, Fulton Sheen. Uh, can you, um, other than what I've already said, Dr. Howard, give us and our listeners a little bit of a, a little bit more background about uh, the Fulton Sheen Institute, uh, how long it's been around, and why you founded it? Absolutely. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention, perhaps to your producer in the background, I somehow have a, a Spanish feed going over you. <laughs> oh, is that right? Do you... There we go. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. Okay. I don't think that was going over the radio. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry about that. A little bit distracting, isn't it? <laughs> We're broadcasting internationally right now. <laughs> I apologize. Before I speak. No, no worries. Well, um, the I, I, let's see. It was right before COVID hit where the inspiration really came strong to me to found the Fulton Sheen Institute. And that was really kind of a lifelong uh, dream of mine, um, having been a, a devotee of Fulton Sheen for you know about 20 years before then. Um, and it was basically uh, to you know pu- be putting everything that God had blessed me with, with the impact of Sheen, what I studied on Sheen, and help to bring, make this more available to people through first through live events, retreats, conferences, uh, speaking engagements, and then um, eventually then to develop develop that on, online with more teaching classes, courses, and online community. Um, and so it was uh, really to, to show that this man at that time who was just getting scheduled for his beatification is more relevant and needed now than he ever was, even in his own time. So that's what really was the spark behind that, and then it's now it's evolved into what this today is um, a very exciting day, is because I've just launched a whole other dimension of this uh, of what is a movement. It's called the Fulton Sheen Movement. Okay. <laughs> and just like you said, it's a right, it's with a petition right now that's going out to all the world, and everybody right now can get on their phones or computers and and sign it and show their love for for Sheen just by going to FultonSheenMovement.com. All right, FultonSheenMovement.com. Dr. Peter Howard uh, with the Fulton Sheen Institute is on with me. Let's uh, kind of, I have a timeline from Don's documentary that I uh, saw this morning about the, the you know the the canonization process and uh, the 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 dates that I have and you know correct me if I any if I get any of these wrong. Two thousand two, he was declared a servant of God, and then in uh, June twenty twelve, Pope Benedict formally recognizes him as venerable. Uh, apparently, there have been three documented miracles already, uh, including the cure of a little boy named James uh, Engstrom back in twenty fourteen, um, and so, but then the. I guess the beatification a couple of years ago was uh, I was you know planned there was everything was scheduled and then the the the, the you know the rug was kind of pulled from underneath it so uh, what's going on with the the process and what's complicating it uh, you know from your perspective Dr. Howard 
Well, Don alluded to it already. Uh, he was talking about how it was just like two weeks before the beatification in December of 2019, where out of nowhere, the um, Bishop Natano of the of Rochester informed uh, Bishop Jenke in Peoria that Rome had made a decision to postpone or I guess that was the word that they use, uh, the beatification ceremony. And there wasn't really given a reason to that. Uh, it was then later on discovered that uh, there was a, an attorney general report that was going on um, for all the dioceses of New York, just like it had done for Pennsylvania and, and other states, uh, where they're looking into how did bishops handle uh, any uh, allegations or cases of potential sexual abuse or sexual abuse cases. And since Bishop Sheen had a brief tenure there as Bishop of Rochester, um, it was uh, determined for, I, I'm not exactly sure exactly, you know, the, the reason um, that, well, they wanted to make sure that there was nothing that could come up that was questionable about Bishop Sheen's time uh, during, you know, when he was Bishop there as if the Holy See had not already done the most thorough investigation into his life and <laughs> and time as bishop and priest and, you know, what his favorite colors were and everything. Um, and it just caught everybody off guard. And and then it was just iced. Literally, it was iced. Um, you know, the Attorney General report's been done for over a year, at least, and nothing has come up. And so the you know the, the kind of the short answer to the question of well, what's going on right now well that's the that's the question is there is nothing there's nothing holding it up there's nothing that is preventing right now tomorrow rome saying okay let's reschedule it all that has to be done is rescheduling the mass of beatification that's it that's why they had it so quickly scheduled after the the first miracle with james fulton angstrom was approved. I mean, it was literally, I think within a couple of months, they said, here's the date and everybody got excited and, you know, they can roll with it because it's really a ceremonial um, proclamation. I mean, it is, a, it is the officializing of it, but in the eyes of the church right now, uh, all the investigations are done and everything has been confirmed of his heroic life. There's no problems. We have the miracle that's confirmed, which is like the last thing that's needed for beatification. So let's just get this done. And that's kind of where it's at when people ask me, like, there's no process. This, this is it. Get this mass rescheduled and let the graces start flowing that this man's going to bring to the church who desperately needs it. Yes. You know, there, there's politics within any organization. You know, you get any five people into a room, there's going to be politics, right? So. Uh, you know, is is this a, a political thing in the sense of maybe some people just don't care for Sheen, don't like what he represented? You know, we in, in, in Don's documentary, there was a criticism. The FBI was a little afraid of uh, his, his um, criticism of communism. Is, is there something, and, and of course it would be speculation, I guess, on any of our parts, but do you think there's more to it than, than what meets the eye? I do, for sure. I think that there's a lot of evidence toward that. I mean, nothing, nothing like this happens like that, uh, you know, with the, with the way it went down and, and postponed or slash canceled um, w without having something going on in the background. And there are certain things that I've learned, having been close to that whole um, cause up to that point, 
that were disconcerting. I mean, there was a feud, as Don mentioned before, there was a feud over the body between the Archdiocese of New York and the Diocese of Peoria. You know, Archdiocese of New York spent millions of its own dollars, of the you know, uh, Catholic dollars, um, all the way through their, support, their court system and lost every single trial on it. And, and, the, and Joan Cunningham, Sheen's niece, won it. And then when, as, soon, as soon as that last case was won, it was like this movie scene of in the middle of the night, Sheen's body is moved from St. Patrick's Cathedral and then kind of just whisked away to Peoria, where he, his body resides now. Definitely a lot of hard feelings have gone on between New York and Peoria over the body. Um, and in my personal opinion, I think that there's a lot of that that was behind um, the the... I don't know if delaying is the right word. I think that there was an obst- clearly an obstruction. Everything points to that. Yeah, interesting. And the fact and, and the fact that nothing has happened since the report has come back and Sheen is clean, as we've all known. Um, I mean, this out of sight, out of mind. Let's hope nobody really brings it up. Um, you know that that's definitely got, I think, something <laughs> quasi nefarious with it. You know, but that's why Don, what he's doing, what I'm doing with the petition movement is to say, well, at that time's over, and this is the moment. Holy Spirit's, you know, he's, he, we need this. We need our saint. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he, as we talked about, you know, in the conversation with Don, the, you know, one of the most famous people in the, in, in, the, in the country, if not the world, back in the, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s, and everybody knew who Fulton Sheen was. Is there a concern that the longer we go, the fewer people are going to remember him? Uh you know, I, I, you, I guess you ask your average, you know, 15, 20-year-old, they, they may not even know who the guy is, right? And so is, that a, is there a sense of urgency that we need to get this going while he's still in the mind of a lot of people, no, Dr. Howard? Well, I'm not as concerned about that, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think that Fulton Sheen is already building up his own movement of interest among young people um, and seminarians and younger priests. Um, I do think as far as like those who knew of him and being able to help spread the word um, within their own circles, uh, the older generation who, who knew him, watched him, uh, that's definitely very helpful. But in this you know, digital age where all you need to do is put him in front of the right people, uh, younger people who you know, then can access millions and millions of other people to get something to go viral, Sheen does the work at that point. And I don't know of anybody young especially the younger ones when they don't listen or watch him on, on even an episode where they're like oh my gosh i've never seen anybody like this this guy's incredible tell me more about him so you know you, you think about you get five to ten catholic influencers right now podcasters who love sheen and just put him on the front burner you're talking tens of millions of people instantly getting reinfused into his world especially when you play like what you were talking about his relevance of what he was so prophetic in what he said in the forties and fifties and even earlier that what we're facing today, like communism and all of its madness and all of its new forms, nobody I think can give us better guidance and leadership in these times than what Fulton Sheen had to say about these things. Yeah. And there was a quote, uh, I, I know you probably haven't seen this documentary yet, but there's a quote in the documentary by uh, Bishop Robert Barron, interestingly, because he's using media, 
uh, uh, quite effectively, uh, Bishop Barron is himself, but he said, you know, the every saint has some particular, you know, reason, may, perhaps why they're canonized and what the, the Church wants to speak to the world, and uh, in Bishop Barron's opinion, it's it's how Bishop Sheen used the media and how it was described how he had a very, very good knowledge, not only of the Catholic faith, but also of the culture and uh, of, of the average person. You know, there's a whole lot else. There's the Holy Hour. There's the communism. There's, you know, there's a lot that uh, the, his work on the priesthood and the Blessed Mother. Well, what do you think is perhaps the, the most important aspect of Fulton Sheen's life to, you know, 2023 people in the world today? Well, well, you summed up a lot of those points already. Um, I mean, spiritually speaking, there's just no question about it, and it's the one thing that he was very adamant about, even in his autobiography, so you can say in his last will and testament, that the reason why he was so successful, the secret behind his holiness and his power, was his 60-year unbroken promise to spend an hour before our Lord to bless the sacrament, no matter where he was. And he was the most traveled man of his time, he was probably the busiest person if he looked at his schedule and his commitments and any other person that was out there, and yet he never broke this. And that's why he was – I, I remember him saying in his old retreats, he's like, what makes me different than everybody else? What is A lot of you guys might be smarter than I am. He says, but I have more power. I When I speak, people listen to me, and the difference is because of this. So spiritually, that's the one thing that um, – you talk about an infusion – into the church of what we need in holiness, because that's, you know, ultimately as a saint, what makes him holy is that. But his intellect, it's like, then you add, like, what would a modern-day Thomas Aquinas look like? Well, she knew St. Thomas Aquinas inside and out, plus he knew the modern world, just like you were saying. He studied everything, everything that was useful for um, conversing with the soul that he wanted to save. He studied it. So you combine those two things together, and his prophetic, uh, you say his prophetic utterances about our times, it's like this guy is, he's done all the heavy lifting for us. And you don't need to look much further. He's like the General MacArthur that we've been waiting for in the church. Yeah. It's an amazing there's, uh, he hasn't already been canonized, you know, is, is all he did. He also was a, a, an amazing writer. Uh, the, what, the, what, the World's Greatest Love, wasn't that his book about the Blessed Mother? And also uh, Three to Get Married. Uh, of course, yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much, every single media type, whether it be print or radio or television, he just, he just embraced it and used it so effectively. Uh, so uh, amazing. I just want to remind everybody, this is the Good News Show. We're down to our last uh, four or five minutes. Dr. Peter Howard is on the line with me. He's president of the Fulton Sheen Institute. I also have uh, in studio with me Don Shotland with Real Zeal uh, T- uh, TV. Uh, RealZeal.org is their website. They're putting on an event, a documentary of uh, Fulton Sheen, Monday, April 17th at the Hardnet Arena at Nolan Catholic High School at 7 p.m. And everybody's invited to that uh, free event. Uh, Donna, I know you've been listening very patiently. I don't know if you have any uh, questions or comments about uh, what we've been talking about with uh, Dr. Howard. Or, Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm glad that you did invite a real expert. 
<laughs> I got two experts on with me. Uh, yeah, um, I can't wait to see Don's. His, I can't wait to see his his documentary. Yeah, I, I did get permission that. to send it to you. I'll, 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 I'll can I? I'll, 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 we'll, we'll share it with sure. you. But uh, uh, and uh, uh, Dr. Howard, just uh, only a few minutes remaining. I just, uh, if you could, I know this is the the big uh, announcement today about the. Uh, FultonSheenMovement.com. If you can remind our listeners exactly what this is, what your goal is, and also uh, h- how you think this might move the needle as far as the process of uh, eventual canonization of uh, Fulton Sheen. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave, uh, for the, for that. I mean, the, the Fulton Sheen movement is simple, especially its first stage. That is, we have this petition, and it's going to go out to all the world. It's already doing that. We already have within the first hours people from at least I think seven to 10 countries, including the US, Canada. And what it is, is it's not just to say who loves Sheen, it's to say, look, who wants Sheen? Who knows that you know, we need him more than ever? And it's important, we need a movement, something that actually shows the, the um, you know, uh, an aggregate of, of all the people who wanna see him beatified. The church needs to see this, Rome needs to see this, um, Bishop Batana needs to see this. The USCCB needs to see this. And so this petition is going to do that. I mean, he, he reached 20 million people a week when he was on TV, as you said. Well, my goodness, we should be able to get a few hundred thousand signatures in not too much time when we get this in front of all of our Catholic leaders and influencers. So that's the first part, is really to put Sheen on the, on the forefront of the church's radar, especially in the United States. Um, and this petition, I think, is going to help help to do that. And, you know, when you get to, you know, 500,000, a million, or, or what have you, what do you do next? Uh, will you be sending it to, to the Vatican, or, or how will this be used to, 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 to help the cause? It will be. It'll be, pres- I need to find the best way, so you have a million signatures, that's a lot of boxes or things if you print everything out, so I, <laughs> I'll find the best way to do that. But it will, it will go definitely before, I guess, the Bishop Batano in Rochester, uh, it'll go before the USCCB. I mean, because ultimately it has to come through them asking Rome to say, look, okay, let's do this. It's just a, literally a nod, a nod of the head, uh, you know, a wink of the eye, okay, let's, uh, let's reschedule it. I mean, <laughs> so ultimately Rome has to sign off on it. So, yes, uh, we'll, we'll have it uh, presented to Rome. And maybe Gonzalez with his connections can help us do that with Rome reports. Yeah, well, I'll definitely connect the, the two of you. Is uh, typically, you know, with somebody, especially since the process has already started, there is some group somewhere that's officially in charge of this process. Uh, are you a part of that group, or are you uh, familiar with them, or friendly with them, or, or who who's exactly in charge of, of, of this whole process? Well, the, all the canonical things, it was the Diocese of Peoria. They okay. were the ones who, who led the, all of those official canonical things. That's all done. At this point, it literally is just scheduled the Mass. And this is where Don comes in. This is where I come in. Where Terry Barber, uh, you know, my friend in Canada, Alan Smith. I mean, this is where we are like, hey, like she, she said, who's going to save the church? Not our bishops and priests. It's going to be you, the laity. You have the eyes and the ears to get out there. This is what we're doing, and we need things that will that will not scatter interest, but consolidate that interest, so that it's not sparks here and there. It literally becomes a fire that's a blaze that just goes right through North America, through Europe, and 
it'll get done a lot faster that way when we work together. Amen. Uh, very, very uh, great information. Thank you for your work, uh, Dr. Peter Howard. Again, I just invite everybody listening right now to not only go to FultonSheenMovement.com and sign the petition, but also, you know, put it up on social media, uh, you know, send it to your friends and your, you know, your, your whoever you know that might be sympathetic to this cause. And, and again, nowadays, with the way things can just kind of spread through social media and through, you know, bulk email and that kind of thing, you know, getting to a, a million signatures across the world it shouldn't be a, a, a big problem. Uh, uh, Dr. Peter Howard, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, again, the website for the Fulton Sheen Institute is FultonSheen.Institute, but perhaps more importantly, FultonSheenMovement.com is the website. And uh, thanks. Anything else uh, you want to uh, tell our listeners before we let you go? Take action now. Don't wait. As the saying goes, the only thing for, for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Everybody can spend 20 seconds right now and start making history and sign that petitions right there. So thanks so much, Dave, for allowing me to, to broadcast that. Yeah, yes. Uh, amen. And I'm also, uh, I told you, I'd got to connect you with our morning show uh, who that has a much bigger reach uh, with Adrian Fonseca, who is a great devotee of uh, Fulton Sheen. So I'll be sure to do that today as well. Dr. Peter Howard, thank you very much with the Fulton Sheen Institute. And uh, Don Shotland, thanks so much for, for being here. Good thank to see you. you. Thank you, Dad. Uh, and don't thank forget, you. the event is April 17th. It's going to be at the Nolan Catholic High School uh, where are my notes? Uh, Hartnett Arena, 